Bible Podcast, the podcast for the Kardashian connoisseur. I'm Natalie, kicking myself that I didn't turn my fan on just now, because I hope I don't get hot. I know. I'm Kathleen. It's also getting a little, little toasty up in Truckee. Uh, it's, it's, little, it's hit or miss right now. Truckee Spring is very weird, where it's like real cold and then not. Yeah. And I don't know what clothes to wear, so... Like, it's going to be in the 90s coming up here for us. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Crazy. Um, we had a shooting in Sacramento. I'm sure oh. everyone heard about. Which, good news, it was gang-related. <laughs> yeah. I say good news because I'm more afraid of mass shootings than... Well, and, like, the first articles that popped up were really vague. They yeah. didn't say where it was. They didn't yeah. say, like, anything other... And, I almost feel like it was like, I hate to say this, but like sensationalized to kind of like, mm-hmm. and there's also times at the beginning of those things where they can't say certain stuff, but it's like, it's kind of like they left it really vague so that it, it, you know, news people are just desperate now because of social media. Yeah. Well, and no, so and I'm it, here and I'm like, uh, like downtown on a Saturday, I'm like, Natalie could have been out at a restaurant or a club or something like but luckily, like I said, it was gang related. Uh, I wouldn't have been anywhere near. Yeah. Uh, it just, I'm not saying people that are there where they were, were like gang related, but like it was like a club let out. It was like yeah. 2 a.m. Like I wouldn't have been around. But I would say I'm, I'm more, it makes me more comfortable that it's gang because mass shootings are real random and like make really yeah. no real sense. And you know, like no defense. Like a, exactly. well, a fight outside of a club, you're like, Ah, what yeah, if someone like, done? You know, exactly, but like exactly. sitting in your like prayer circle and some weird little boy walks in with like a machine gun. That's yeah. like, yeah. So I was like, okay, well, at least I'm I can prepared. not be as nervous, but um, it's still sad that innocent people got crossed. Like, and I was talking to my friend today, gang shit kind of have rules like war, which is really crazy to me that our world has war rules. Like, so usually gangs don't go in public areas like that and do their shit. But I guess if it pops off, it pops off. (sighs) But that's all that's been happening. Sad. Too close to home. Yeah. Very grateful that you're safe. Short King is safe. Short King is safe. I had had a few friends that, like, did the little check-in thing that they were safe. So as far as I know. Yeah. I don't know anyone who was uh, involved, but that's, it's still sad. And it's like those things always are just so stressful to see and yeah. just that's the world we live in and now especially because after coming out of covid it's like i was just gonna say that to your point, back to our regular scheduled bullshit and to your point i feel like because the news had nothing to report on during covid like they had no real crimes like i sacramento hasn't had a shooting like in like two years like something yeah. crazy like that so well, and I like, think Sacramento is kind of like Oakland gets the same like kind of rap and like South Central like it's always like the default like oh those are the cities where like it's scary and the shootings happen and it's like no one ever bothers to like check in like has the data changed yeah, like yeah, have yeah. you been working on it like uh you know it's just like those are like I mean and at least maybe outside of California no, people sure. don't even know what the fuck's going on in Sacramento. But I feel like Californians are always like, oh, yeah, Sacramento. Sacramento, Oakland. But even, like, it's like how Trump was, like, obsessed with Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been to Chicago? Like, you have one of your Chicago biggest... Chicago is the capital of the world. Uh, the world like, is a little stretch. And is that, that still current? And do you... 
want to figure out why? I was going to say, you're the president. Go do something about it. Yeah, uh, why don't you just shut, shut the F up? As much as I can't stand Trump's, there, some days I do crave the drama. I'm like, ah, oh, man. Good time. <laughs> Good time. We have one president we saw too much of, and then Joe Biden, we're like, do you still work here? Yeah, like- <laughs> we are sort of like in this vacuum right now, I think, because we don't have that constant, like, what the fuck? It's like the vacuum is pulling in like a hodgepodge of what the fuck. And then meanwhile, people are like trying to like have a normal life because it was weird for so long. Mm -hmm. But it's like people are like conflicted between like, should I be happy? I'm not. I'm definitely worried about this thing that's happening. Like there's a war. I'm like, I'd be more concerned because I feel like I'm in my own little bubble of happiness where I'm not. I think that's why the shooting rattled me a bit. Like, oh shit, this is rocking oh, my bubble. Here. Yeah. I have a friend uh in San Francisco who's very wise and philosophical. And he'd always be like, You're you can only like be conscious and like woke, quote unquote. I don't think that was the word yet then, mm-hmm. about so many things at a time, and you have to like give yourself space to like try to be normal. Mm-hmm. Because like the more like normal and sane we are, the more we'll actually be like helpful. Yeah. With any sort of cause or like in our short term and our day to day, like if we let every single little thing try to fix every single little thing from our little like pea sized vantage point, like we'll just go nuts and then exactly. we're not helping anything. So, because part of me. As much as obviously I feel for Ukraine and citizens of Russia, people that aren't a part of the bullshit that got kind of sucked in because of the government's shit. Yeah. I'm still like, well, we had people from Haiti trying to come to America. Yeah. And like, well, what and happened like, to that? Can we talk and like, about that? the Middle East, like how many, like Yemen and like there's like stuff that's been going on in different countries in Africa, like Flint and then our own country involved with. So it's like, it's just, it's really hard to keep track of all of yeah. it. It doesn't mean that anything is more important or less important. Exactly, like, exactly. Just if you're, if you're, you know, especially on social media, it's like, if you're not tweeting or posting about whatever bad is happening every minute of the day, it doesn't mean you don't care. Yeah. It just means at a certain point you have to like try to make the best difference that you can in the ways that you can, you know? Right. Trying to have some so. balance a bit. Yeah. Anywho, on to the real, the more important thing is that Courtney and Travis faked a wedding, <laughs> <laughs> did a mock wedding. Um, if, I really feel like the family's like, we have got to get people to watch this fucking yeah. show. Like, I don't know if they did like a pre-poll or if they're like watching, you know, Twitter feeds and stuff to see who's talking about it. And they found out like nobody's talking about it. Um, I'm going out of order, sorry, but to Kathleen's point she made before we recorded the Good Morning America piece that's supposed to come on tomorrow, I thought it already aired as much as they were yeah, promoting. we leaking these clips of it for like days. Two weeks, I feel like. We've been yeah, and it's like, okay, I've seen the whole interview now. I don't want to watch it. And I think it just I speaks- didn't want to watch it before, but now I really don't want to watch it. <laughs> it speaks to what Kathleen was saying about kind of our consciousness evolving a bit. And you kind of get to pick and choose what you want to keep up with, no pun intended. And I think people are kind of like, Kardashians are kind of the bottom of the list of things I'm concerned about today. Like, are you really interested in Pete and Kim? No. Well, and they keep doing this, like, old school PR blitz. Like, going into Good Morning America. No offense (laughs) to Robin Roberts, because I fucking love her. But, like, a two-week rollout of an interview sit down with Robin Roberts is not a thing anymore like it's it's not relevant 
And like him, like weirdly trying to roll out this Pete relationship and they haven't even like posted a normal photo together or done a red carpet because she wants to wait until the show. Like that's outdated. Like wake up and smell the fresh TikToks. Like they don't get it. And like I actually wake up and smell the Gen Z. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like you guys look silly. You're falling behind. And like when something wacky happens, like when Kanye like did his thing with Julia Fox, everyone was like, whoa. Yeah. You know, and like if even when Kim or uh, when Courtney and Travis first started dating, everyone was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then it just was like, they cannot find another tone. It's just like tongues, Disneyland, you yeah, know. It's okay, very, anyways. <laughs> very corny. Um, to I will of- say the, as far as the Vegas wedding thing, Maybe Chris was like, do something, like, figure it out, blah, blah, blah. I liked that Courtney immediately posted, like, the next day and was like, we fucking did this. No, we didn't have a license. (laughs) Like, Kim could learn a lesson on how to just, like, live in the now. (laughs) Yeah, I think that the wedding thing, it's more so, again, but trying to create buzz around the show, personally. Um, Yeah, totally. I'm not interested in Courtney and Travis, but I understand the interest. I do. I'm not a hater. Like, but I'm if it had like, been, yeah. say it had been Kim and Pete, it was like they would have been photographed like 300 feet from a wedding chapel yeah. in Las Vegas. Or staff would have leaked it to somebody. And there would have been all these like news articles like, what are they doing there? And Kim wouldn't have said a goddamn fucking thing. And then there'd be an episode on Hulu where they like thought about going to the chapel, but then they realized MJ needed to be there. So <laughs> like, yeah, I, at I, least I want Mason to walk me down the aisle because he looks like dad. Like at least Courtney and Travis are like doing something. They were like, okay, fine. You want us to do something interesting for press? Like we'll go do this fake wedding or whatever. And, but then it's like, they still posted their pictures and like explained it the next day instead of you know Kim and Chris wanted it to be a thing where like they didn't explain it Mm -hmm. and the show comes out and you wonder the whole time it's kind of like when they leaked they leaked the gender of Chloe's baby and you had to wait until you watched the show and be like oh wait she's not having a boy she's having a girl okay that's weird okay yeah it's just like (laughs) like and honestly though like I kind of thought it was like weird and archaic how much people's immediately immediate thought was like oh my god they got married now what about the giant Disneyland thing in the show and I was like first of all who knows if they actually legally got married second of all it's like extremely normal to elope and then have a ceremony now. Like that's like common ground, mm-hmm. especially in COVID times. And these, this is obviously not a conventional couple because they both have had other families and lives and kids. Like they could do whatever the fuck they want, you know? And so it's kind of like, it was weird how many people were like the show. Oh no. Like now they're not going to have their big wedding. Like even some of our like listeners were like, Oh, I wanted the big wedding special. I was like, they can still do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially, like, if they do want to get married abroad, like, my theory is, like, Disneyland Paris would be, like, right up their alley. If you get married abroad, it's much easier to, like, get your wedding license and married, like, officially before mm-hmm. you go abroad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then you can just have the ceremony. They could have easily Pam and Jimmed it. Yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to do it at the Niagara Falls. So I just, yeah, I'm like, 
I, I everybody does that in Vegas. It's so corny. Like they live yeah. literally live as if they're movie characters. So <laughs> I actually think it's fun. And I think of all the annoying things that are like their brand. Mm-hmm. Like that's fun. Like who wouldn't want to go pretend to get married by Elvis in the middle of the night in Vegas? Like that I sounds to, fun. And I think to your point about Kim, the diff. This is what we've been seeing since season one. Kim is not the fun one. Like, there's a reason why Courtney and Chloe got the spinoff. Like, yeah. Kim would never do this because it isn't polished. It's so yeah. random. And oh, well, I and I think that's why we saw there. Courtney look so miserable and like, yeah, wretched those last few seasons was because Kim sucked the fun out of her. She wasn't like, having fun. Yeah, Chris too probably. Really. Yeah, I think Scott. All of them were sucking Scott, the fun out of her. Chloe, everybody. you know. Kylie, and Chloe, yeah, Chloe used to be the fun one with her, and then she just became this weird vessel of Tumblr quotes and depressing baby and back drama. She kind of bestied up with Kim, and I think Courtney had a problem with that too. Yeah, but not, and that's not uncommon that I've seen with a family with multiple sisters. Like if you had three sisters yeah. instead of just one, you probably like at one point these two are best friends, and then yeah. at some point it's two. I mean, two that definitely two. happens. I will say yeah. what's fucking weird with Kim though; she's the middle child. Yeah. It's very uncommon that the middle child is like a control freak and makes, you know, bargaining chips with everybody. Like that's, I think that's that's not common. I think I that think has a lot her- to do with like. The time that their fame happened, the fact that Courtney had already, like, Courtney kind of did, like, college and stuff, like, when she had already did reality TV. Kim first <laughs> caught the, like, bug of, like, hanging out with Paris Hilton, and then Chloe was a lot younger, so, like, Courtney and Chloe wouldn't necessarily have bonded that much when they were younger. Like, I just, it's so abnormal that the middle child is, like, a raging, like, I think bitch. it's a, <laughs> I think she tries to be in more control than going back to her conflict with why her, her and Courtney are the closest, but they have the most conflict. And I yeah. think that's because Kim tries to play big sister because she's taller or whatever, yeah. to your point, has more fame, whatever you want to call it. Because there's been plenty of times in the show we've seen Courtney kind of check her, like, I'm the oldest sister. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Or just tell her to shut the Kim, hell up. <laughs> Kim, at the end of the day, is an extreme pick-me, bitch, try hard, whatever you want to call it, which is fine. I wish she would lean into that. Like, mm-hmm. I wish she would be more like her, you know, like Mariah Carey or like Paris Hilton, where it's like, yeah, like, this is what I'm about. Like, get over it. <laughs> like, <laughs> But Kim is like in this constant state of wanting to seem like she doesn't care mm-hmm. and having a personal identity crisis and wanting to be in control at all times. And like, none of those things go together. Like Courtney, much like our girl, Mariah Carey is a tried and true Aries. She does not give a fuck She's chaotic at times, but does not give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Kim always gets pissed at her because it's all Kim has ever wanted is to just, not give a fuck but all that gives is fucks so I think especially it's funny now because I think she was able to kind of like rail on Courtney when Courtney was kind of miserable with the Scott situation and kind of didn't want to do the show anymore Kim just like took the opportunity because you don't usually get to rail on your older sister yeah and especially I could ever talk back to my older (laughs) sister absolutely not and especially since Courtney has such a history of being like Oh, yeah. we call that like a sharp tongue with everybody. Yeah, yeah I love that. Take Classic that, movies. That Kim now, was like, "Oh, I got her. She's wounded." <laughs> now 
tables have turned, Kim is like up her butthole, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh, little chapel emojis. Now, on now the you want a white boyfriend with tattoos? <laughs> like now you're fun and carefree. Now you're saying Courtney told me being forty is the best time of my life. Like now you're actually looking to your older sister for advice. How the oh. turns have tables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now that your um, husband's, like, off doing whatever the fuck he's doing, like, Courtney's I'm getting gonna... boned nonstop, and you're just, I mean, as annoying as Kravis is, the duo, I genuinely think they're in their own little world. Yeah, yeah. I think you brought up a good point about Kim I was going to bring up on Good Morning America. You're, you see the clip, the fucking clip you've been seeing for two weeks about her talking about Pete and how she's content, which is I mean, first of all, body language alone, which is interesting on Keep It With The Kardashian, when she, remember she had that, I don't know if it was a poker player or a body language expert that could tell her how you, to spot a liar. And remember he said, before they answer the question, they kind of look up or yeah. they look down. That was Kim. As soon as she gets the Pete question, she's like, um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm content. I don't know who describes our relationship, especially so fresh as content. It's like the most unsexy word. Well, and the way that they, then they like, then they like show Chris and then they show Chloe. And I'm like, this is a pretty hard launch. She's so happy. Yeah. She's laughing That's all the time. It's only been going on and is also like, they don't, they're giving us nothing, but not yeah. in a way of like Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes, like trying to protect their integrity, like giving us nothing because they want us to watch this goddamn stupid show. Well, then Kim says, um, I'm a relationship girl and it's honey, you can't be alone. And I don't know if you in yeah. therapy yeah. have not covered that yet. And I'm not judging her because, you know, JLo's like that, that guy from This Is Us. If you read his history, he's just like oh, this. Oh, Justin Hartley, yeah, yeah, Justin Hartley. And it me, it's not your. It's a difference between you like being in relationships to you need to be in relationships yeah, you can't be alone. And you I can't think, be alone. Yeah, and I think with Kim too, it's like she's coming off at the beginning. We said this, I think, last week, or maybe I think we talked about it with Ryan, where it's like. As when they when Kim and Kanye started, they both were just like infatuated with the idea of the other. Yeah, and maybe they were like attracted to each other. I don't know. I always kind of thought they were a weird couple, as far as like didn't match around each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously, they created this like enigma that no one could look away from, which is you know traditional like. The rock star and the model. Like, those yeah, are the yeah, yeah. things that make, like, pop culture fascinating. Mm-hmm. Do I ever think they were, like, soulmates? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But when, at the beginning, they were, like, really into the idea of each other. But they they were both thought they were the ones who had, like, the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Kanye thought, like, great. Everyone hates the Kardashians. They're on this stupid, shitty show. But, like, everyone's obsessed with them. Like, I want to be the one that, like, gets her and then fixes her and she's like i've never been cool i've never been black (laughs) you know but she's like i'm the hot one like i'm clearly hotter than kanye people are gonna be like i can't believe that they were the shit and then obviously it ran its course and so i think whatever the fuck's going on with pete as i've said from the beginning i hope they're at least having sex like if it's arranged and he was casted to be on the show. Great. At least, like, sh- I hope she's getting something out of it. Take a ride on the disco stick, Kim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think 
coming off that Kanye relationship, she loves the idea of like being the one who's in control. And Pete loves the attention. Yeah. He's kind of like a love bomber himself. I think he doesn't give a shit. He whether, gives puppy dog vibes for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't think he gives a shit. Like, if he's telling Kim what to do or not, he's like, I'm going to ride this train as long as it goes. And I think he also really loves being, he's also kind of like a relationship freak where like he really loves the idea of being in a relationship. And I think he's a high profile relationship. Real hard on being the Kanye like antidote. Like, he probably loves. The idea that he is like, I take medication and I go to therapy. I'm anti Kanye. <laughs> and, and I think Kim loves, you know, pick me ass bird energy. She loves the idea that, like, for the longest time, Pete Davidson was like this punchline of like dating everybody as soon as they needed someone to date. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. she could somehow get him to stop dating around and like date her seriously. It's like my magical vagina got Pete Davidson to like settle down. Yeah. I mean, I'm again, again we're going back to not healthy reasons for <laughs> a relationship. <laughs> well, even the Good Morning America thing was like, the family is back. Catch me on Good Morning America where we talk about I, I it all. Like, I barely <laughs> had time to take a nap. The package <laughs> is very. The package is very like corny, like come. I thought at first when I I watched it, I was like, this feels like something that would be in a sitcom or a spoof about people. Yeah, and then they were playing like slasher, like the shining music. (laughs) And like my poor girl Robin, like the one part of the effect when Chris was like, I'm gonna come live with you. I've never felt more appreciated because they all treat her like garbage. (laughs) I'm like, Robin Roberts is so calming. Well, Robin Roberts was like, even said, I had a little, what did she say? Basically, she said she didn't want to do the interview, but was glad she got to do it. I'm going to fucking check for this. She was like, I didn't want to do this. I'm like really early on and you could tell Oprah was like, you guys Oprah said never the fuck again. I was going to give you baby gloves on this because I had to be convinced to fucking do this. Oprah said this is the first not to know who Toni Morrison is. Get out! <laughs> Gail, if you want to do this, be my guest. I'm done. I'm not doing that again. No. Nope. I'm going to go interview uh, Meghan Markle. <laughs> yeah. So, mm, yeah. Um, I think also the thing is a, a point we made that they it feels like they think they're rebooting a show that's been off the air for 20 years. No. Well, <laughs> it, you just left, girl, be- last week. We stopped doing the podcast like barely a year ago, maybe like a year and a half, two yeah. years. Yeah. No, I mean, not even two years. Like, I think no, yeah. right. like barely yeah. a year and some change. The show wasn't actually done when we stopped doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. They just announced that it was going to be done. Right. They had one more season. It still aired for like six more <laughs> months. So it's been like, Barely half a year since we like started. eight months, and they're like, "Oh, the life without the cameras was crazy." Break between we have to wait like two years between Succession and, and Euphoria. So like, we're supposed to be like sad that for like eight months we didn't have this fake <laughs> canned show. Like, bless the people at Hulu's heart because they're I think they're trying any angle. They're very desperate, but it's like 
girl, you have never left us. Not yeah. only have you, yeah. you just on TV, you're in the, the headline contract. every week. Yeah. You didn't get the contract that you wanted. So yeah. just be um, like, we're so lucky after we lost our contract negotiations <laughs> that we found a new home. That's after Chris fucked it up. <laughs> that's what shows do when they get canceled. We say we found a new home. Yeah, we found a new home. Exactly. Just say that. Don't make it sound like you reinvented the wheel because you didn't. Don't make it sound like you were gone that long because you weren't. You really weren't, girl. We didn't even have time to miss you. You didn't want to pay us if we didn't want to talk shit about the trash in our lives. So here we are. Well, and we said this on the right thing. The pivot to streaming is not a dumb idea. It's actually the right choice. But just stop giving us lies. 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 I think it's just like, and I think it's not even so much to your point, the platform. It's the content that people are kind of, I think, over because I mean, Kathleen made this great point of the, their PR wheel being a little outdated. I think even their show and format oh, is yeah. a little dated. Well, and contrary yeah, dated. Documentary style. What are you documenting? <laughs> documentaries go and interview a bunch of different people eating salads to try to get to the bottom of something like a shaky camera at a live event is not that's like spinal tap documentary style okay the point of a documentary is to interview a bunch of different people who are involved to try to piece together what actually happened like even That's Paris Hilton to your hair point. Are shaky. Has- We're at SNL. Scott's here. It's real. <laughs> well, even to your point, Paris Hilton is kind of she's not doing the same thing she was years ago. Yeah. Like she made a do- documentary that I thought really was going to be about her DJing, and then plot twist, she's talking about this school she got abused at. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Or well, even her Netflix shows are more focused. Like I'm doing a cooking show where yeah. I took very like, often. That with Ryan too. It's like why can't these celebrities, like. The well, these other celebrities are doing these focus shows. Like yeah. Zac Efron is like learning about global warming. Yes. Stanley Tucci is cooking in different places around the world. Right. Like people, Marshawn Lynch is like trying random weird stuff. Cardi B did the same thing. Why can't Kim and Co do that? Like, like a more focused. I don't really want to watch their stupid businesses that they're not really <laughs> a part of. But they could have made it a show about like Shark Tank where they go through their day-to-day lives as business owners and they meet with people who are aspiring business business owners. They get focused. You are not a reality show anymore. You don't want to share your real reality. You don't show anything on social. You're not trying to be messy. Like, just give it up, delicious. Maybe just do, like, a modeling search for skims. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> something like that. Good American jeans and skims and then model search. spinoff show that the sisters get, they can occasionally have, like, a little antic with Chris or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not a reality show anymore. You're lying. Or if you want to have it be a reality show, why don't you tell us what the fuck was going on with... Sorry, Sorry Kathleen has to pee. Refilling my leg, crack. <laughs> Refilling my leg, crack. My throat has been so dry. It's so fucking dry up here. Um, yeah, it's like why they can't just like give us some dirt or don't. Like I was just talking dirt. to some about that. The show is not messy. Like I actually would invite some mess. Like if they invited Larsa for an episode, like housewife style, went to dinner with her. And like what the fuck is you your know, but we just went over the Will Smith 
drama. This was before the Oscars. We went over the Will Smith drama with Ryan. And it's like the red table talk. That was the intrigue yeah. of it. Is that it was like, we're just going to talk about what actually happened. Yeah. And people were like, hmm, all right then. <laughs> and that's what like this, that's what's so annoying about the Kardashians is like, they're such gaslighters. It's like pretending that that's what they're doing. Like, we're going to give you what really happened. We're giving the real. And I said, uh, I guess. Nobody fucking cares. Like, call Larsa. I want to see you guys talk. I want you to invite Jordan and let's yeah, see you guys talk. Or Give us the mess. If you're going to be like, here's what really happened at SNL. Right, right, right. Sit her little fucking ass <laughs> on the chair and say, yeah, I invited Kanye. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I know that I can't do anything without a man's opinion. And I, I needed him to come because I'm an idiot. And he gave me this coat, and I think he wanted to get back together with me. But then Tracy was like, uh, you need a new boyfriend. And Lala was like, Pete's down to fuck. And that's pretty much what happened. If Andy got a hold of the show, she would. they'd have hot mics all over the place. You'd hear Kim whisper, I don't want exactly. to know that I'm fucking Pete. So, like, because, like, like, Real Housewives and, like, Summer House, Vanderpump Rules, like, those Jersey are all well-controlled shows. Like, Pete, Mom! The in or the bachelor this year was like a hot garbage fire. And those are shows that are like extremely meticulously produced. Mm-hmm. Now granted, they're dealing with real people who don't get to talk back. That's the problem with the Kardashians. <laughs> They've gotten too famous and everyone lives up their butt. But those shows are still interesting because these people actually get mad, or they actually get arrested by the FBI, or they actually like are in the middle of a nervous breakdown, get you drunk know? and fall in a bush, and yeah, that. like it's actually happening. And I'm like, this God, I'm just gonna phone call, drop my car off to get the tire swap today. They wait until I'm in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> call me. That's fine. I texted my dad. This is the mountain life, everybody. Uh, shout out to my mountain sisters out there. Mountain life. You have to have so, tires with studs on them, and then it, when it gets warm, you have to take them off. So really interesting stuff. Anyway, uh, to to uh, even more interesting sarcasm, Hulu threw an event today. It looks like maybe in Malibu, and each room was themed like either Chloe with the Good American, which is this. It's weird that Hulu would do that because it's like. You're giving these other brands uh, promotion, I guess you could say. And that's just, it's just very strange. Like going back to Bravo, like Bravo would never do a skinny girl event to no. kick off a Housewives of New York. So again, it's more weird shit going on. They even had one for Courtney that was poosh themed, bless her heart. Which uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably had like a laptop in the room and like some avocado smoothie. Um, so anyway, the rollout's been really strange. I am looking forward to the show next week just to see what it is. If yeah. it, if that, if, if, if it shocks the world and it's actually interesting, riveting, innovative. It's interesting funny. Have, like, on streaming places, like you have shows like Love is Blind and like The Circle and stuff where they do actually film those like way in advance. Yeah. Don't even say they're coming out. And then they're just like. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden people are talking about them. It's like. I feel like they're doing a lot. For a streaming show. Like. Everybody knew this was happening. 
And our theory is that it got pushed back because of Astro World. It's like all this extra drum up just sort of seems like unnecessary. It's like put it out there because that's the nice part about streaming is you don't have to wait till like Friday night and see what like the chatter is. It's like just upload the episodes and then Twitter will start to be like, did you see it? Did you see it? You know, it's like all this weird publicity. It just seems very old school to me. And I will say you reminded me since it is on streaming, uh, the cuss words will be okay. And they cuss a lot. So <laughs> I mean, remember how much they talked about like vaginas and sex. Yeah, and yeah. Nothing will be bleeped out. Like, let's can we get back to that? <laughs> let's get back to the fun. Um, okay, let's move on. We did oh skims. That's what we want to talk about. Skims had a campaign. Uh just looking for my iPad so I make sure I say all their names right with former Victoria's Secret models or Victoria's Secret Angels, whatever you want to call them, from the 90s. Uh, so I'm sure Gen Z was very confused. Like, who the fuck <laughs> are these people? Uh, Gen Z is not. Gen Z's like, what the hell is this? I'm gonna say their name. <laughs> so it was Heidi Klum, Tyra Banks, Al- Alessandria Ambri- Ambrosio. Sorry, I killed that. Candice <laughs> Swainpo probably ruined that too. But um, they're just like these iconic models from the '90s. I was kind of okay with people being like, oh my God, this is iconic. But I just didn't think it was iconic. Flight adjustment. They're more like early aughts because the 90s, 90s was like Naomi Campbell. Cindy Crawford. Cindy Crawford. uh, Now I can't think of any of their other names. Uh, (laughs) The lady who just got like, came out. She had had really bad pleasure. Calandria or something. Something the age. Exactly. So, but I, I will say I was like obsessed with like the early Victoria's Secret catalogs. Mm-hmm. Me and my friend used to always look at them when my mom or her mom would get them. And we'd be like, thought they were so cool. And when Tyra was on swimsuit, we, we were like, oh my God, that's our favorite Victoria's Sports Secret. Illustrated, yeah, the swimsuit yeah. issue. Like it was such a big deal. <laughs> and we were like, I don't know, probably like fifth grade. Right, right, right. That was a, that was a long time ago because now, Tyra's like a nutcase. <laughs> She's been exposed as yeah. problematic. That model and her talk show, like, I don't know. Like, at, when I first said, I was like, that's fun. You know, like, I, and I think it's better for Kim to do something like that than to try to, like, put, like, some TikToker who's, like, 18, like, in. Like when Courtney was doing her thing with Addison, right? It was like, this is weird. You guys are not in the same wavelength, <laughs> you know? So it's like, at least Kim was playing to her audience, but it's just boring. It's like, yeah. And then Kim shows up like, oh my God, I'm a super model model. I wasn't, I, I was just stopping by the shoe. I can't believe oh I'm the boss. I'm just the owner, but I thought I might throw on some skivvies and hop I in. Mean, do you guys have my size and bra and panties? What, you happen to have my size and bra and panties here? I guess I can model. What? Hair and like, makeup? Okay. Like creative directing behind the camera and then just like, well, I guess I'm already wearing my skims. I'll take my clothes off. I'm already in skims, bra and panties. So no. I might as well. I think for me, um, it was boring. The thing that there's a couple of things I want to touch on. Skims seems that Skims is great quality, by the way. I have not, I've rarely heard anyone complain about Skims. 
Let's start there. The campaigns are what bothers. The campaigns are what it's the what the fuck moments because you don't have to do this, but also it seems like they're always trying to have these viral moments. Yeah, like they're always trying. Oh, you know what would be so iconic? They did the Kate Moss. They did Courtney and Megan Fox. Now they've done the former Victoria's Secret girls, which. Victoria's Secret's not even a thing anymore, but it's always trying to create this, like, oh my God, you know, it'd be so iconic. They had Chris do that infomercial. Would be iconic if they weren't releasing something every 35 seconds. That too. It's too much of a good thing. I still don't know if it'd be iconic. And, you know, it's like, maybe I'm not the target audience for Savage Fenty, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't look at that and be like, that's something I would wear, you know? Like, uh, it's very it's got a very unique niche thing but when rihanna does her runway show with a fenty like savage fenty drop it's like oh like it's super exciting to watch you know and i'm like never has it crossed my mind that i'm like i think i need a lacy uh crotchless panty i have two or, savage uh, i have two savage bad butthole lisp but none of that yeah i have very i have two bras from them but that's about it but i'm interested and she doesn't put out too much (laughs) so in skims it's like the opposite it's like everything pretty much everything they put out i'm like i kind of want that but i kind of hate that i'm seeing it again well you're over yeah it's too much money and i hate that uh it's every three days yeah, <laughs> you know? it's, it's the overexposure but just always trying to it intentionally create a viral moment like yeah. we've got the iconic cake moths oh just so iconic we've got these models that you guys used to love they got the we oh they came out of retirement for modeling for skims and the other reason why it doesn't work they if you tell me if you peep this the models were acting like they were modeling Victoria's Secret like yeah. you're not modeling sexy underwear. It's very basic. It's and like, this is why supermodels don't model basic clothing. There's a reason you have a supermodel and then like, you know, like your your commercial sure. models. Well, and like I've been like getting all these like Instagram ads for different things lately. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to figure out like what I think mostly just out of boredom, but like what are these of these ads are like a real brand? And should it be worthy of my time and what are like really sketchy mm-hmm. fashion or whatever. And some of the nicer ones, like you click on it and they're like people, the people modeling are like doing something mm-hmm. or you can click through like the different model sizes. Like this model yeah. three, this model six, seven or like whatever. And, or this model weighs this much, this model weighs this much. So you can kind of see what it looks like on different people. And like rent the runway I've done for like forever they have all these like reviews where you see people buy their their sizes mm-hmm. wearing the thing and describing what it felt like you know and it's like that's what i want to see <laughs> i don't want to see tyra banks like awkwardly sitting there tyra banks was laughable i'm sorry i loved her so much when i was younger laughable and I then think we've seen too much of her where we look at her and we're like you're psychotic <laughs> but then there's like alessandro i'm like uh I don't need you to be doing all that because then I don't believe it. It's like, exactly. It wasn't believable because they, they had like really luxury brand. And I'm exactly. like, is that bra going to hold my boobs inside? They had really they sexy underwear. Go up my butt, like when I'm walking around, 
Like, that's all I care about. Sexy poses, sexy hair. And it was like, girl, this is not a sexy brand. Yeah. Skims is very basic and gives you your basic needs met, which is why it's such a great brand. You don't have to do this. And to yeah. Kathleen's point, you aren't going to move more product by getting these girls to model. Because the point people have kind of made here and there in TikTok, these are the girls that kind of gave women their age, their insecurities. Yeah. <laughs> Not intentionally, but because Victoria's Secret was so hell-bent on a certain body type and a certain woman, much like Playboy. I think Playboy and Victoria's Secret gave women in the 90s and early 00s the most complexes I mean, ever. I think that's why it doesn't work for skims. Like, it was yeah. kind of, like, there's, like, a momentary, like, blip of nostalgia. That's like a, fun. A, a speck where you're like, I oh. would love to see all those ladies who obviously all knew each other sitting like around like on a couch or something like like very loungy yeah we're older now we're not supermodels anymore we're not on some crazy ass fucking diet we're not wearing 300 pound wings or a 50 million dollar bra a g-string a glitter we're not wearing a glitter g-string like that would have been way more like compelling like creative is if it was just like here's your favorite supermodels but they're wearing skims and they're comfortable and they're not sucking in and they're not like Arching having their back misogynistic like anti everything brand force them down the runway like they're just like relaxed yeah. like that would have been more interesting to me it would have been a more profound way because I don't and skims is interesting just like good America I mean good America's had a couple television commercials but skims and good America not surprising because like the same people they make ads or campaigns for social media yeah. Like it never goes anywhere. And if you mm-hmm. see it in Times Square or whatever, obviously they paid for the ad, but it's very exclusive online. Yeah. Uh, well, even the, the Olympics one, like yeah. I think some of the athletes had like interesting captions, mm-hmm. but like they were just standing there. And I'm like, it could have been a lot more interesting if you showed, especially with some of the Paralympic people, like you showed them like at the gym. Doing their sport. Doing yeah, their training. training. Or like showed like Naomi Osaki like walking through the airport to get to like her event you know it's like so it's like why are, I get that they're trying to go for like a specific look but at the same time it's just like you just kind of glaze over every time something new comes out because you're just kind of like this again yeah and, or you're trying to figure out how this is different from the yeah. last thing because <laughs> it's, again like, it's in no shade to them it's just because they they put out basic pieces yeah. so you're like so what's the, oh this is the triangle bra even okay. at that point, if it's just basic just be like the, our tried and true like some of the like i said some of these instagram ads have been like i feel like i'm like intrigued to investigate them partially because of skims mm-hmm. <laughs> and like but like there are certain bathing suit brands that have like this is our classic swimsuit like one piece that everybody loves and they just advertise it over and over again and say like this person was wearing it this person was wearing it and like like I feel like skims could be a company like that where it's like they have a small product line and there's just like restocks and someone I think in our Facebook group or our something group uh, Patreon group uh, back in the day said uh, that they they never restock this kind of stuff. These like mm-hmm. celebrity things, they never restock. Oh, they yeah. make like, like the H and M collaboration. Yeah, it's like it, they never restock. Never. So like that's why they put out these like constant insane collections. And I'm like, 
you would almost like have more like loyal and referrals if you said like this is that thing everybody needed last year when Tyra Banks wore it, which that would not happen. But <laughs> it's back in stock. Yeah. Even Victoria's Secret is good with that. Remember they used to have like their yeah. t-shirt bra or exactly. our sexiest bra ever is back. And I was like a diehard Victoria's Secret person for a long time because they had this like one bra and it was like the only one that fit and like didn't give me weird like cup lines for the longest mm-hmm. time. And I bought it in like five colors. And every time like a uh, underwear would like pop out, I'd go back and get a new yeah, one. Yeah. And that was smart to like keep the same, same. thing. Mm-hmm. And they'd introduce new stuff, but like there was always the same staples. Uh, granted, now I like don't even like to wear a bra and I work from <laughs> home and I'm fatter. So I don't do that anymore. And Victoria's Secret is evil, as we learned. <laughs> it is, but I still fuck. I love their yeah. panties. I love yeah. their thongs. But, but I will only buy them when it, they have a sale. That's like I'm not paying yeah. full price. Exactly. I did a lot of them slow in San Francisco because Victoria's Secret was convenient and it's not in Reno. But yeah, so I think they should just figure that out skims like what the new one is vintage but it's not vintage (laughs) it looks like all everything else i'm like what is this (laughs) yeah so i i'm glad everyone enjoyed the the girls i just was sitting there like they don't even look right in these basic ass clothes trying to do these power poses like the weird ones where they're (laughs) making the weird visuals of my hands you can't see that now the camera they're like legs are like apart like a crab or something yeah high or like they look like a flamingo with the high Oh. You know, you look like a flamingo and you put the leg up and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm I like, wish they'd been sitting around being like, hey, remember when we were doing Coke and like never eating and like, that shit? Cigarettes for lunch and. Not anymore because we got skims. So we're dealing with yeah. our kids. Yeah. So I'm glad they had a moment and it wasn't, I don't think, I think it flopped. I don't think it hit as hard as Kim thought it would. And same I with Kate Moss. Instant. I mean, Kate Moss was like in three pictures, and she's like, "All right, where's my check? Buy Skims. This was well, fun. and you know they probably paid so much for it. Yeah, but that's what this family is like losing their ability to keep things going. It's like it's just they go for the instant gratification, mm-hmm. and then almost immediately people are like, on to the next thing. Like, kind of like the Kylie and Kendall collaborations coming out. Girl, who said we the people wanted this? I just don't remember it being that great the first time. I feel like they have some contract that lasts for like a decade. Because I'm like, I've never even seen you two in the same building. (laughs) I just feel sister collaborations at this point, we it's kind of played. Like, let's move on. As sisters anymore, it's like you used to be like the younger sisters and you were BFFs. Now you guys live on like polar opposite ends of like reality. So like. Nobody wants this. Nobody asked for it. Yeah, I was like, and they had like a party for it and they're like sending it to influencers. I'm just like, I don't yeah, understand. Old school PR engine. Oh, speaking like, of whatever, uh, KKW <laughs> fragrance shut down too. Oh, yes. I did get, I got a couple fragrances. I got two. I mean, devastated. I will say you always said they smell great. Yeah, you have an allergy. Partially because of the Kanye West divorce, but mm-hmm. also we talk about the Cody deal was really shady and really fucking fucked up and yeah. you're in some legal drama. So I think that's the real reason. Well, one might. Fragrance is closing and reopening. Well, if you could do math, one might wonder where the fuck Kim gets her money from now. 
Now, besides, maybe she might have investment somewhere property, but I just mean product wise. So you do skims, and I think she only owns about. I say only, not to be rude, but I'm just saying she owns thirty percent of that. Nothing is going on with KKW Beauty. Nothing's going on with KKW fragrance. So right now, publicly, she has skims and the show. So. Um, I don't know. Then again, Kylie doesn't really do anything either. Balenciaga. Yeah, that's it's Balenciaga or those ads she's been doing. Everyone now, now again, she'll pop up with some like weird ad on her Instagram story. Some maybe someone can write into us. She might have gotten money for doing SNL. I don't know how they do that. I can't imagine you get too much because when I found out what they get paid to host the Oscars, yeah, I'm like, oh shit. But yeah, I mean, the shady, shady all around. I I wouldn't even be surprised if like with the whole Cody thing and the SEC and all that jazz with Kylie, mm-hmm. Chris buying a house from like or selling her house to like Cody's like granddaughter or something. <laughs> I wonder if they made some sort of like settlement with Cody and where they're like all right we'll shut that down so that the investigations stop on that particular thing we'll open up something different and then we'll make a new deal yeah it'll be interesting to see how she moves and she'll forward be like, it's just a fresh start because yeah. uh, I'm finally choosing myself and Courtney said that like the 40s are the best and like I have a new love in my life and I'm just like feeling free. So like I decided I need to rebrand my fragrance line. I'm totally going to rebrand a new name. I think I'm beyond putting my name into stuff. So I'm just calling my fragrance H2O because I just feel that's me. I've been drinking a lot of water lately one time swimming. I was 10 years old, my <laughs> father, Robert Kardashian III Esquire, <laughs> rest in peace, gave me a glass of water. And I said to myself, Dad, you've always told me to be an entrepreneur and challenge the way that we look at the world. This isn't just water. This is two parts hydrogen one part oxygen and I believe that it could change the world change the world and I'm a lot like water and I'm going to change the world with it and that's exactly what I said and now I'm living my dream come true it's just so powerful to think about and that's I'm the only one saw that glass and said this isn't just water this isn't just water and that's why I'm doing prison reform. And that I'm right there. With changing lives. When I found out that Sister Alice did not get the recommended eight glasses of water when she was in prison, I had to step in. Because she's like not a bad criminal. She like she's like a nice one. So did she I kill like, anyone? No. I felt like it was my duty to get her eight glasses of water a day. That's just because she wasn't like the bad kind of criminal. Because I just want to not right that like the bad ones like they can stay there, but like (laughs) some of them are like less bad. Like she's like a grandma, okay? So she deserves water. I need to teach my kids that 
you need water. And that's just been my message. Like 2022, it's all about water. I got Pete H-O. to start drinking water. Pete drinks water Pete now because part hydrogen, one part oxygen. I even got him that's a bathe so a couple times a week with Have water. you ever heard that water is two parts hydrogen, <laughs> two parts oxygen? I just found out and my mind is blown like everything I thought I knew is done like the world needs to know this information maybe Courtney was on to something I don't know (laughs) I can't wait I just can't wait till the new fragrance because we're getting a story when it came to us we got a story because it was right after the Paris robbery happened and then she put out Crystal Gardenia and Crystal Gardenia had a whole fucking story like even when you ordered it because I did uh it came with like a little card with a story and it came with like a little crystal like (laughs) when I was seven years old MJ was baking cinnamon uh, apple crisp and I had a particular smell that mixed with the incense that she burned and the Mary Kay lotion that she wore. <laughs> Not Mary Kay. And, I know. <laughs> Way to play, MJ. <laughs> Sorry, my grandma wore Mary Kay, but we my were My mom cool. did. Sure. <laughs> my mom tried to sell it at one point. It um, not so well. My mom sold Mary Kay. Tupperware, Princess House Crystal, you name it, Avon. Uh, but yeah, I just, I remember that smell so distinctly that that's why I'm releasing K, K fragrance <laughs> called Purple. And you know, my slogan is so clever, so original. Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> it's it's what we do. We're so original. K. Because it's based off our names. It's based off our names. So how is it stolen? It's based how? Names. How is it stolen? It's K, it's not K-A-Y. K-A-Y. It's K. And I know that because K. my father, Robert Kardashian Sr. Esquire, RIP, was an entertainment lawyer. No, in law school. I, I know in law school, so I know this and is when this I was taking okay. the fake law school baby bar. <laughs> the I learned that trademarks are very specific so in specific. order to amass more opportunities. So income is directly related to money. You have so. to make sure that you trademark all kinds of little random aspects of your business so then you can sue people nonstop. And Mary Kay trademarked. K-A-Y-I-E. I trademark K, the letter. And you know what? Mr. Alphabet, Sesame Street, whoever wants to sue me, you can't argue the letter K. Right, because it says right there on the Statue of Liberty, L-G-B-T-Q-I-A-K. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm justified. Um, lastly, Kanye has pulled out of Coachella. So before that, uh, there was a report, there was a report that came out that he was going away to get some help and going away to get help. And then Jason Lee, uh, Buckingham Palace correspondent and Kanye (laughs) was social media coordinator came out and told, I think Yahoo, (laughs) 
because the only one answering his call was Yahoo, uh, told Yahoo that that is not true. Anything you don't hear from him or Kanye is untrue. And that basically the Kardashians are liars. Because I will give him this. It was odd for me. And I actually was going to come on the show today and say, I don't think this was true. But it was odd for me that the reports came from a Kardashian source. Like yeah. that already is kind of weird. And then when they say they confirm with his camp, his camp just said, Kanye will do anything, you know, to make sure his kids are okay. I'm paraphrasing. So I was already like, okay, you're not going away. That's what that means. And that's not, shouldn't be surprising to anyone because he's already said he does not like traditional, let's just call it Western medicine, if you will, well, but traditional means of getting help. And I think that goes to show just how much these two have never been on the same page. Yeah. Because I don't buy either camps. Mm-hmm. But like the statement that was supposedly from the Kardashians, like that he was going away, like they kept it very loose. Like they didn't say what he was going away for, what type of treatment he was. And what is going away, right? Quote, unquote. Like, I mean, he's going to step back and focus on his kids. Yeah. And I was like, that's probably a good thing. But you always have to be suspect of what they say, you know? And then Jason Lee's thing, it almost made me mad and sad a little bit for Kanye because I'm like, I get it. Like they probably spun something in a way that they knew people would interpret it a certain way, mm-hmm. which is manipulative. But I also feel like Kanye will not say anything about anything. But if people say that like he's mentally unwell or like he needs treatment, that's the first thing he always fucking rebuts. And it's so disappointing. I'm just like, maybe that was a good thing. Like, I don't know, but it's hard because it's like I get where he's coming from most likely frustrated that this family like takes the story and runs with it speaks for him right and I don't think like I said I don't think they were like viciously lying I think what they do is they take a kernel of truth and they know how the public will consume it and then they deliver it in a way and let people decide for themselves like kind of a conspiracy theory you know I just how many weird things have been said by about Kanye it's just like it seems like one of the one of the subjects that always kind of gets his go is that like he's seeking treatment or he needs help or he's mentally ill and it's like I'm not saying he is like this totally unwell person but it's like all of us fucking need therapy literally all of us need therapy (laughs) whatever you were doing on Instagram a few weeks ago a month ago you should not have been doing and you need to stop doing it so if it he could have just been like look I'm just stepping back but it doesn't need to be blown out of proportion. I think that's exactly right. Like he might yeah. be like, I was trying to do this in private actually, yeah. or it could be, I'm not getting help to your point. To I'm not getting help. Yeah. I'm not going away. I'm just sitting the, my ass the fuck down. Because well, even I, the statement that was supposedly from the cards, like did it, ex- they're smart like that. They didn't explicitly say he's going to a treatment facility or he's like doing this and that they, it was like this very vague thing. And then the news outlets being the way that they are probably goaded by Chris in the background made it seem like, Oh, he must be like seeking treatment. Well, especially with this, this time, if you will, being so critical for him and his kids, I wouldn't imagine he'd go away. Like I already was like, he wouldn't go away at this point in time. Cause he's trying to prove go away from Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Social media. Yes. But you're not going Maybe away. I can go to therapy. Yes. Everybody should go to therapy, but first and first, mostly Kanye should go to therapy. But if he doesn't want to talk about that publicly, that's fine. Yeah. 
So I think it was disappointing from both parts because I felt like the Kardashian source, quote unquote, Tracy, who like planted it, knew the way to phrase it, that outlets would fill in the gap. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then they could be, we didn't say that. But then at the same time, it bothers me that the one time that Kanye will really push back is he tends to have this like language around getting mental health help but not even help help sounds so bad it's like go to the doctor when you have a rash you know it's like just attending to your mental health mm-hmm. is a better word attending to he seems to have such a like visceral reaction when that comes up like I don't need that I'm different than that like I'm built different you know and it's so I was surprised like we hadn't heard from him for like weeks after he got banned from Instagram that that was the first thing he like rebuttaled yeah was via Mr. Lee um oh I don't need mental health care like me and then immediately or I think he was saying I will say though I think in the Kanye's defense I think he just had Jason say that is not true. I'm not going away. Yeah. I still think he might have, because he went and visited his family, which I think is great. That could be part of a mental. Yeah, exactly. He could have been like, I just went home to visit my aunt. Fuck. Going to like your boss and being like, I need less projects. Exactly. Tending to your mental health. I need a personal day. It doesn't mean you're having an unhinged moment. And sometimes you have unhinged moments and you get help. Like that's not a bad thing. And I just always, that's the one thing that's really bothered me. It was like, Kanye kind of picks and chooses when he wants to talk about mental health. Like when he wants to be felt sorry for he's like, this is my problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when people say he, you know, is have a problem about it. He's like, nope. I get to say that. And I'm perfectly fine. (laughs) You know, so the whole thing, I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the slap. Everybody looked a little silly when this stuff comes out. But then he cancels Coachella. And it's like, I don't think you cancel Coachella because you're a crazy person and you're having a nervous breakdown. I just think you're fucking unreliable. I think you're unreliable for sure. You get away with that. What other artists could get away with that? I think he's unreliable, but the point, but the problem with him, because he has money, he doesn't really need to honor contracts, it feels like. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like this is more about sticking it to the man or whoever he's, like, trying to stick it to. Sure, it can't like, be because Billie Eilish didn't apologize. I'm really hoping right. this wasn't so like we'll, if, if you're going to stick it to the man, stick it. <laughs> Say exactly what about the Coachella organization has all kinds of, like, bad blood with, like, donating to, like, MAGA institutions and stuff. Say it. Yeah. Pull out the receipts. Do something. Like, just to cancel last minute and be like, I can do that because I'm Kanye. And they're not going to do anything about it because I'm Kanye. Even Beyonce, like, had to explain, I'm fucking pregnant. Hey, I'm pregnant with I'm really, twins. Not really, really sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come back the next year. And then she gave, like, probably the most epic Coachella performance of all time and made a documentary about it. And then negotiated that it'd be live stream and that she get three more other documentaries from Netflix. Like he he just like he's like eh, I cancel that. And also it could be and the next too, week someone else will hire him and it'll be like, see, okay. It could be creative differences too, because he was supposed to do Coachella a couple years ago too, but they didn't want to do the stage he wanted. They were like, No girl, that's too much. Oh. He was like, Fine, then I won't perform. So I feel like it could be a creative it's a lot of different things, but I don't 
think he would have canceled because of mental health because oh, yeah i think- saw him perform for amazon which was great but there was some other forces at work you know Larry Hoover. <laughs> and yeah like maybe it's not mental health but i do think kanye can't focus right now he is like if his focus is his children great yeah yeah Put a statement and say hey when i stand up for this I didn't realize we were just going to be going through a divorce and figuring out what's best for our kids. And like, I just, that's just most important to me. And so-and-so and my friends and family is going to perform instead, <laughs> you know, you guys, then, get, you guys get the weekend instead. He never, does, he never does anything like that. He's just kind of, <laughs> he just cancels it. You don't know what the get, fuck's like, going on. Up at, like Lollapalooza again. And then he'll pretend like nothing ever happened. And then he'll say some stupid speech. It's just over and over again. I still haven't got an explanation for Sacramento. Yeah, so I'm no like, accountability whatsoever. I'm like, okay, I guess that's how it is. Um, oh, oh, lastly, Pete was seen riding around the Calabasas gated community, which with North and Penelope. And the fact that the picture is from the gated community tells me inside job. Uh, I don't know if it's an inside <laughs> job from the Kardashian side or Kanye side, because to Kathleen's point, you can't trust either one of them. Because each have motive to leak. Kardashians can leak to try to trigger Kanye. Kanye can leak to try to favor in the custody case. Like, look, Kim lied to me. She said da 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 da. Well, um, and he'll be the first person to be like, "Oh, yeah, this man that uh, is not her husband is seeing my children, or they're riding in this unsafe vehicle." But meanwhile, it's like. Well, you, what have you been doing? Like <laughs> each, each parties have motive to leak the photo. I just know it's a leaked photo. That's all I'm saying. Um, also, oh, before we move on, when you said something about him going away to get help, nobody goes away to get help in this family, by the way. No. Scott tried a couple times. One time even leaked his own photo to get out of it, allegedly, but I think he did. Um, Rob was supposed to go to fat camp. Well, and there's been some broad thinking about it. Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go away. And even if that was the case, <laughs> it would have been more specific. It would have yeah. been like, he's through this. He's Colorado. We appreciate your privacy at this time. It was just like a vague kind of like half statement. Like, oh, you've all been wondering why he hasn't been manic posting on Instagram anymore. He's just uh, stepping back to focus on family. And then the news people are like, all right, treatment. Yeah, so sorry, I had to backtrack a bit. But anyway, so people are kind of like, why is North sitting in Pete's lap? I didn't think she was sitting in his lap personally. I thought she was just like reaching over for something. Uh, Who cares? Like people are, it goes back to that weird stuff where people are like obsessed with like little girls. Like, and Connie does the same thing. Like, why is North wearing lipstick? Like, how many t- I I mean I don't know maybe this white person thing but my uncle lives on a golf course and they have a golf cart and usually the smallest person sat on somebody's lap because there's not, you don't put a car seat in a golf cart no I, I totally understand that I, my rule of thumb is like do what you want with your kids if that's what you yeah. you're gonna have to deal with ever implications <laughs> you've well, no one, I'm, I'm again I don't have kids but like and it would suck maybe if Kim was dating another person like every five minutes. Maybe then Connie could have beef. But like if you're dating a new person, pre-arranged for publicity or not, 
you can say like that's the person you're your kids are gonna notice if you're hanging out with this other random fucking person and you can just say like this is uncle p or this is my friend p this is my good oh, friend wow. p. whatever like yeah. and especially if they're fun and like want to ride around in a golf cart and like eat pizza with uncle scott like th- that's normal like i don't Maybe I'm weird. And I'm not condoning Kim and Pete's relationship at all. But, like, I feel like them riding around in a golf cart together is, like, the least weird thing. Like, it'd be more weird if she was suddenly, like, calling Pete her dad. Or he was, like, walking her into school, holding hands and being, like... Well, and Penelope was in... teachers. Like, that's different. Penelope was in the cart with them. And I also think he probably was more so hanging out with Scott because Scott has, is a thrilled that white men are finally getting in the family and he's trying to bond. Like, <laughs> I was actually telling the story to uh, Teacher Bay this week because they've been doing promposals. Mm-hmm. And it's so stupid. This The school's admins are like really into trying to get the kids into prom because it's the first time they can actually go in person Mm -hmm. they've been trying to do promposals and like the kids just don't care that they didn't care when I went to school it was just kind of like you went with all your friends at the end but I was telling how when I was in high school my or no I wasn't even in high school yet I think I was still in middle school my sister was kind of like awkward but like had plenty of friends and she was like I'm just gonna go by myself with my group of friends, which was very normal where we grew up. And my dad was like, no, I have to help you. Like he would try to set her up with the weirdest people. (laughs) And we had this friend who worked with him at the dump who was like 26 and a very nice guy in retrospect. I would guess he's, he seemed pretty handsome. I didn't like think of him in that way, but he was kind of just like this random extra cousin or uncle that we had. And my dad, like a crazy person was like, well, what if, uh, I had him come ask you at school. So people thought like you were cool. <laughs> this grown ass man. It's very yeah. stepmom. Very yeah. Julia Robertson yeah. stepmom. He's like, oh my God, dad, that's like not even legal. Like, right. Couldn't have even gone to the prom with right, him. Right, right. <laughs> my dad was just saying like, what if Scott like pulled up at the school with like flowers and stuff. So your friends thought you were cool. And my sister was like, mortified. <laughs> mortified but like he was one of those people where like he had like jet skis and he'd he'd come to all of our like family events and stuff like very unassuming like (laughs) just like this guy that my dad worked with and like he didn't have family here so he just like would always he was like like I said an extra cousin or an uncle that was just like there but like fun you know like he always had fun like stuff to do because he was younger that's like what I interpret it when I see this. Like, obviously, they planted it and planted it out. But like, if we're looking at it with a normal person lens, I think riding around in a golf cart with a person that's friends with a family slash maybe your mom's dating is not the weirdest thing that I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So, I think they should start worrying what Kanye's gonna think when he's like walking north to school and like holding her hand yeah give me a hug goodbye honey give me a hug and kiss like uh you know kid photo shoots with them or something hopefully by then North's like fuck off um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I like rap music why do I have to hang out with this weird <laughs> oh uh, all right let's do some tire mail Remember, if you have Tyra Mail, send it to saybiblepodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, let's do Tyra Mail shit post. I'm going to get to this last week. I feel like this is a long episode. It's all good. 
Hey dolls, my bagel order is taking forever. So I figured I'd take a moment to say hi and I'm so happy you're back. This is probably going to give off major shit post vibes. So feel free to <laughs> never read this and on the post, or excuse me, on the pod. But just in case, here's a hot take on Pete Davidson. Oh God, I have not read this yet. That's why that surprised me. <laughs> honestly, it's if, do it raw. yeah, honestly, if he's racist, then I'm not that interested in spending too many brain cells on him. But before I heard about his weird thoughts on dating black women, I thought he was oddly endearing just because of how much he curses people out and likes to drag other people. And I have this theory that he's the product of this regional tri-state culture where it's super normal to just casually curse at people. And it's not super odd or remarkable for people in the New Jersey, New York area, because it's just really normal to be crass and loud for no reason. But for people outside of the region, it seems a bit more shocking. For example, as a New Jersey native living in the weirdly Puritan culture of New England, I've had to learn to tone myself down. And sometimes people still have to remind me that I'm talking too loudly in public. So like when I read the message that Pete sent to Kanye, I was initially surprised that people were so shocked by the language. But then I remembered that it's not the norm in most parts of the country to verbally attack your partner's ex if they piss you off. I'm definitely not condoning his behavior, lol. I'm just not surprised by it. Like people just don't shy away from sharing their feelings and opinions about you ever. And from my experience, conflict management tends to be a bit more direct and aggressive, which is, isn't necessarily a good thing, but it's just is what it is. So I'd be curious if any other people from New York City air, area would agree with this or not. Again, it's definitely not an excuse, his behavior, but I think maybe placing it within the context of regional culture might be helpful. I don't know. Just a hot take and probably not that interesting or useful to discuss just in case XOXO. That's actually very interesting and a great point to make. And a lot of his comedy is like that. Very like, it's like if you ever saw Bill Burr, which I think is from that same area, or any like comedic com- com- comedian from New York or New Jersey, like uh, Lisa Lampanelli, is another great example. Chris Rock is a good example. Like I've read people meet Chris Rock and they don't like him or they think he's like mean or something, but I th- he's just from New York. Like he doesn't yeah. have time for the the fluff. <laughs> when you always hear the other side of the coin about LA is that people are like overly like nice and complimentary, but you can't trust anyone because everyone's trying to like network or like work their way up the ladder, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, those are both stereotypes so they might not be wholly true but they're always based on you know some reality but I think what's interesting we kind of said this before too is like feels like Pete at this point is almost playing a character of himself mm-hmm. like where he loves the idea of like pretending to be this like super normal guy that lives in his mom's basement and like I'm just a nerd. I don't really know what's going on or how I got here but I'm here <laughs> right. My dad died in 9-11 and he was a huge wiener and that's funny. And you're like, what the fuck did I hear? <laughs> uh, so I can never put my finger on P. And I, I said this to Ryan. It's like, I had an old roommate who loved Pete Davidson when he was still dating Carly Alacuña or whatever her name is. And I was like, I don't get it. Like, sometimes he's funny, sometimes he's not. Like, I just... I, I think conversational, if I watch him in a conversation, I find him humorous. But if sometimes I watch his stand-up, I'm like, eh, I'm not into yeah. it. Sometimes he seems really charming and endearing, and then sometimes it's like, he's just there. I don't, and then he, then he does obviously say things that are, like, really fucking weird, like his weird dead dad jokes and, like, his comments about dating women 
that are white and like the the baby joke that Kanye tried to make a big deal, I think was honestly just a stupid joke. Um, so I don't know. I just Which speaks know. to the weirdness what you're talking yeah, about. Like, like, I, just, I don't know what to weird. make of him. I'm just kind of like, huh? You know? And yeah. so that's like the one thing. But I, like I said, I think something that this writer, Josh Seipel, brings to the table is that, you know, that's kind of like, the style, mm-hmm. especially for comedians, but especially New York comedians. And I find it interesting because Kanye talks shit like constantly. We talked about how he like how the documentary portrayed your friend. It's like when are people saying Kanye, like, what about that time? Like he's asking Billie Eilish to apologize to Travis Scott, but it's like <laughs> Kanye, when are you going to apologize to like literally every fucking everybody? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. even the people he like became friends with again, like Drake and John Legend, he never addressed the times that he like made them feel like garbage mm-hmm. or Kid Cudi or whatever. So it's kind of like New Yorkers kind of go by this like brash like thing. So I wish Kanye would do that back. Like, I kind of wish, but it's just, it's this weird, like, trolley thing where he kind of, like, just was doing all this weird trolling, basically, of Pete. And then Pete does this, like, I'm in bed with your wife thing and says the F word. And then Kanye's like, don't swear. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, it's just, both of them sound so inconsistent i'm like what angle are we going for either of you right. you're all over the goddamn place and mind you Kanye's like 20 years older than pete that's what makes yeah. it even like more and i like comedic. i wish i could be like yeah and you know to our writer's point i wish i could be like yeah pete's just a new yorker and like that's how he talks he's just so inconsistent it seems like he cannot decide like who he is and yeah, he's he him and Kim get along so well because they just which makes sense because men first of all men's brain don't even fully develop till they're like 28 and I think Pete is 28 so now you gotta wait for him to get an identity so it's gonna be a minute (laughs) and I think then you have Kanye who's like he has a strong sense of self for sure like in kind of I think he's mad insecure but you know it's it's like he's intense about who he is, but it it's two-sided. There's the insecure and the ego constantly at battle, fucking Gemini's. Uh, whereas, like, Pete, like, comfortably sits in, like, whatever caricature he's playing at any given time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I don't well, get it. because that's two different generations. <laughs> it's two different generations. Yeah. We're talking about. And Pete has had his messy moments, too, you know? It's like, of course. I mean, the, I'm in bed with your wife thing. That's whatever. That's two grown men fighting and being stupid. But in previous times, you know, like after him and Ariana Grande broke up, like he was like literally posting scary stuff and everyone, all his friends were worried he was going to kill himself. Like he said his own moments where he was like not. He, he kind of dragged her a bit for looking so dark on, I think, Vanity Fair. He kind of yeah. talked. I'm like, girl, you met her when she was darkening her yeah, skin, then, so don't have a problem with it now. They went to some. Now I sound. I know I sound so bad. I can't remember. I think it was Aretha Franklin's funeral. Yes, and she wore that fucking inappropriate dress for church. And then <laughs> he had a joke about it on SNL, and it was yeah. just 
But I think he was not well then. Like, I think not like from a mental health standpoint of whatever his diagnoses are, but like he broke up with Cassie Davis and like a day later started dating Ariana Grande and was like going way too hardcore into that. And I think she was like eating it up because her and Mac Miller fell apart. So that was like a shit show of a relationship. He does seem more grounded now, but like, I don't know if it's grounded or like, I don't think it is. I think he's just not on social media. He is so hard to read. And I don't think that's a good thing in Hollywood. I think, I that's think he's like, like a male pick me to be honest. Yes. Yeah. I think, he's, me, I think so. he's, he's now like eating it up. Like the chance to be like, I'm the one who like, I'm with Kim Kardashian. It's like, okay, it's not, it's not 2012. I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's not 2012. It's not as exciting. To be said, I do appreciate this um, Tyra mail because I think it's good to understand context. Like to your point too, the age differences, but also just regionally how things play out. Uh, There's always something. Yeah. All right, the no next one is the same language. The next one's called Welcome Back. Welcome uh, back. I sing the same song when I read that. <laughs> hey, ladies, I'm so glad your podcast is back. Really have missed it. I have many questions, but I'm going to keep it short. So my questions are, what would you like the family to do differently? What can they do for them to be in your good book? Ha, ha, ha. If you were a, a part of their team or in a circle, what for a million dollars. Loving the podcast, Michelle Shauna. I actually, I think they do everything fine. Again, I put, I keep them in the reality TV box. So my expectations for them are super low. Like, I don't need them to do anything. The only thing they do that I'm like, ah, are their interviews are so bad. And I'm only hard on them about interviews because they've been doing this now for like 10 years and they have not improved with their interviews. So if I was on their team, I would either like do a mock. And they try to insert themselves into like serious conversations. Right. And we would, if I was on the team, that shit would be, we cut that shit out of me. Like today, I think Kim was on Van Jones's podcast about prison reform and her like law school journey. And it's like, girl, please don't just talk about lip gloss or something. Um, but yeah, I would just, if I was on their team, I'd be like, let's just work on our interviews. Let's pivot away from the serious stuff. And, th- and that's it. Yeah. But I think yeah. I do. I think I can enjoy them because I don't expect anything of them. Like yeah. they're reality well, TV shows. Show yeah. And I think it's important to know, like to Natalie saying like, I don't want them to talk about prison reform. No one should interpret that as Natalie doesn't care about prison reform. Like, we're not saying that we don't want people that we follow to care about the things that we care about. It It's the opposite. It's like, if you're going to care about this stuff, we need you to do the work to understand it. And it, even if Kim was trying really hard, which I don't think she is, personally, uh, it would be really hard for her to understand that because she's not from that world. She didn't, she didn't go to undergrad and study law school and da, da, da. Like, is she just so far removed that you don't have, you personally haven't been affected by someone incarcerated. It's a, it's a totally different ballgame. If she could just use her platform to amplify things, that'd be fine. That'd be, 
she wouldn't deserve a gold star and a vote cover for it, but just, it would be like, cool, great. This is a person, this is a celebrity that recognizes they have a platform and they amplify things that they recognize as important or they listen to people telling them. Right. Other voices, yeah. Kim doesn't fucking do that. She will not talk about things that, like, everybody else is talking about. She always wants it to be something that, like, she gets a special gold star for. So... It, it's almost like if Kim all of a sudden wanted to take on the cause of student loans. Yeah. You'd be like, what? You don't have student loans. I don't think you've ever had student loans. College. Yeah. And so it's like. I'm not sure you know anyone that has student, had student loans. That's my card. It's like, it's not that we don't want her to be doing good. It's just she's not capable mm-hmm. of doing things that are the what she's asking for credit for. And that's not her fault. It's just the reality. She's not in a place where, like, she can understand that. But then I also think she's got this very calculated strategy for where she inserts herself that reduces the risk. And that's shitty because people who actually do social justice and police reform put their lives at risk every single fucking day and get paid nothing for it. So I digress. I agree with Natalie. She should have taken a, a safer cause like Courtney and like environmental yeah. stuff. That's, but that's to be said, we don't need our celebrities to do that. I think we yeah. could enjoy this show. Like, I don't know Paris Hilton's stance on prison reform. I don't need to know. <laughs> like, but then even like a celebrity like Mariah Carey, who is she's like mixed race of many varieties. And when she weighs in on stuff that matters, she's pretty succinct about it. And she doesn't make a grand gesture like, I'm going to law school. Give me a vote cover. She just like speaks freely from the heart. And it's like, cool, great. She understands she lives in a completely different world now. And I think we actually talked about it. The podcast, maybe. Gosh, time is a flat circle. But she said once that part of the reason she goes so over the top with Christmas is because when she was younger, Christmas was always, like, fucked up in her family. So it's like she can talk about serious matters that are happening in the world knowing that, like, she's not necessarily living through them, but can also say, like, here's an explanation why I do stuff the way I do now. But at the same time, I'm still going to be Mariah. I'm still going to call it an anniversary and not a birthday. I'm going to wear glitter every day. And, like, that's my life. I wish Kim would just take a play out of that book. Um, And, yeah, that's pretty much. If I, I wish I could say they were messy again and just, like, said dumb shit. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's going to happen. So, to Natalie's point, I think they would just focus and do some, like, fluffy stuff. Just, like. Do some fluffy, fun stuff. Like. Yeah. And I think people will be entertained by that. Because. You know, the Kardashians are a living meme now where it's like they don't need to, like, pretend that there's tabloid drama because tabloids don't even exist anymore. So it's like, yeah, just have yeah. a cooking show or something. I, like, I'm like, do have, have we even gotten a get ready with me with Vogue from Kim? Like, do little stuff like that. Like, little, like. That's all I need. Okay. Because- it's, it's I, SNL. I'm getting dressed. Like, you know, just or- stuff like that. <laughs> Even Beyonce, if you're going to talk about prison reform, I feel like, be like, oh, you want to know about prison reform? Here is this person that I work with. Yeah. They do all the work. Get yeah. to know the name. Write this down. 
Beyonce went meatless for like 60 days and never said a word to us about like anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, girl, you want to tell us what you're eating, how you're eating? No, I don't. I'm just going to tell you I'm going vegan for about 60 days. Good luck on your own. Like, so, I don't know anything want, about that. If you want to work with people, put them on. Yeah. For shizzy. I don't know why I said that. For shizzy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> going back in time. Hi, I'm 35. Um, the last one we'll do is a, a nice rant and she deserves, um, it's called Kanye hates me. Join the fucking club. club. <laughs> I'm in your DMs because I forgot to say Bible email. So I'll keep it short. I bought VIP Coachella tickets no! and, not, and not because I'm a Harry or Billy fan 16 days before my flight to LAX and ye drops out of Coachella. This is upsettingly predictable. This man is unreliable, refers to his gap contract and his divorce proceedings. And it must be because he hates to see anyone happy if he's not in control. This is why I'm team Kim. Kanye needs to get off his ass and work. I'm still going to Coachella, so I'm trying to be optimistic. Who do you think will replace him? Obviously, this was written before that. My hope is Doja Cat. Oh, sweetie y'all stay amazing sweeties no they oh. got hit like fucking week weekend and i think somebody else i don't know my manager he and his partner uh got tickets for and they're old, they're like our age they were gonna do like this big birthday trip to coachella and he was all sad because he was like kanye was the one person i wanted to see and i was like boo-boo the fool like i don't know why you thought that this was gonna come to fruition I will say to the writer, I was always kind of like a Coachella skeptic, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I finally went in 2016. One of my notorious dating fiasco. I actually love this story. It's a terrible story. I but I love uh, I've told this story so many times where I was dated this guy for like three months. And it was like, the it seemed like the most like normal, healthy, serious thing while I was dating in San Francisco and he wanted me to go to Coachella with all his friends. And I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And then he like ghosted me for like a week. And then he invited my best friend. He's like, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to have so much fun. And he literally didn't like speak to me the entire time we're at, time we're at Coachella left. Never heard from him again. Men. But so I will say I was a little bit like, I'm not going to go. But then I was like, you know what? I bought this ticket. I have other friends who are going. Everyone always says they have such a great time. It was literally so much fun, despite the fact that I felt like I was having a nervous breakdown the whole time because I was, like, with this person. All his friends thought I was his girlfriend. We had to share a bed. And he was, like, actively, like, pretending I was invisible. (laughs) But Coachella is such a unique experience. And I don't know how it's going to be now these days post, you know, COVID and all that jazz. But there's, like, a wide range of people there. It's warm. It's fun. There's music going on everywhere. You discover music. Like, and the same could be said about outside lands, but outside lands fucking cold. So you can just like wander around. There's food, there's drinks, and you just have a really good time. So don't let Kanye steal that from you because you're still going to have an amazing time. You're going to meet some cool people. You're going to see some something you never saw before. Harry's going to be great, I promise. Billy will probably be good. I randomly saw Chris Stapleton the time I went in 2016. I was literally lost looking for my friend. And I was like, 
who is this man? I love him. So you just never know. I I had it was honestly one of the best experiences of my life, despite going down there and getting like ignored by the person I was dating and invited me. Uh, so if I can give that piece of advice, fuck Kanye. Natalie knows the feeling of him abandoning in the hour of need. Oh, too well. Oh, All too well. well. But you're going to go and you're going to have a great time in spite of him. And too there's going to be plenty of drugs around. Yeah, uh, drug, hot people, whatever type of person that you find hot. Make out, make out, make out. It's just fun. I mean, I miss that. And I always say like this about Vegas and obviously Natalie and I've been to Vegas together. When you're there, you're not thinking about like, what's that email from my boss? Or like, did I water my plants? Or like, whatever. You know, it's like you're able to just kind of, and whatever age. I mean, even my my cousins went for one of their friend's 40th birthday party. It's not like you age out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I I don't know if my parents would go, but (laughs) Greg and Vicky could probably probably go. If we had VIP, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) But like, it's just a place where you can kind of just like not think about stuff for a couple days. And there's just music everywhere. It's so fun. Yeah, I think that's great advice. I've never been because I don't like outside stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't care who's playing. Uh, sorry, Beyonce. I still was like, mm, but singing outside? It does have VIP tickets. So the VIP section has like all kinds of benches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's not a bunch of like plebs like taking your spot. So it's kind of like Vegas, but it is hot. Vegas yeah. at least. Some air conditioning, air conditioning, a pool. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. What, you go inside if you want. I don't know what's it, what it would take to get me to Coachella. But I've also, not now, seen you it yet. Do, now you can do. There's all kinds of parties like nearby, mm-hmm. and you can like take cars and stuff. Because that was different. Because I did stagecoach actually mm-hmm. twice. It's like usually the weekend after, and the first time you couldn't get Lyft or Uber, so you had to walk back. And none of the houses are close to the polo fields or whatever. And it's, like, literally, like, 110 degrees. Yeah. Nope. Sorry. I will just watch online yeah. the highlights. But now now it's, like, way smoother. There's, like, this whole, like, loop they have where, if like, you have Uber or Lyft, you just, like, go to your station. They pick you up. And my friend who's, like, a foodie has done it a bunch where there's, like, all these parties, like, nearby. So it's, like, like rotate from, like, I'm going to go to this party and like try some food or something and then I go to a concert like da 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 so go have a good time girl uh yeah so if you have tire mail submit to say bible podcast at gmail.com tire mail we were just talking about tire today um you know uh yeah I think that's about it don't the premiere comes next week the 14th it actually comes at midnight on April 13th Wait, uh, see, how does that coincide with our schedule? Hold on, I should have looked this up ahead of time. I don't know what. I think it's a Friday. Okay, so we, right. yeah, we won't be doing that. So uh, comes out midnight of the thirteenth. So maybe so, we'll skip next week's episode and then. Or do- we could record on the fourteenth and give our first thoughts. What's the fourteenth again? Sorry, what did the you thurs- say? Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Is that when it comes out? You said it comes out midnight of the 13th? Like it, yeah. The 13th yeah. Which is the 14th, but you know. We could record on Thursday so that we give our first reactions. We'll see. Because I, I say midnight Thursday, but I don't know if that's, you know what I'm trying to say? That might 
be the 14th. Oh, Midnight the 14th, right, 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 I think right. is what I'm trying to say. Um, if yeah. not, we can just skip this week and then... Watch anything fucking weird happens. But yeah, I think that could be good because I feel like then we can give our fresh perspective. We get fresh perspective and like... Again, not they're not doing much in the real world. I think we've just we're we're masters I mean, of just fluffing the talk. But like we could have had a ten well, minute show today easily. The thing is, though, we should both know all too well. The second we sleep on this family, <laughs> the second we're like no episode. They do some fucking weird shit. Kanye has been quiet for way too long. Dun, dun, dun. He's waiting for. He's probably waiting for the show too. He's like, I'm, I'm waiting nervous. for you guys. So, fuck with me. For some reason, something cray cray happens before the premiere. Right. Matt and I will be in touch. Right. But I just hoping it doesn't. That way, we take this <laughs> week off, yeah. and then next week we can get into it. But anyway, we'll, you know, we'll keep you updated on what the fuck we do. Um, other than that, have a good week. I think that's about it. Oh, Facebook. merch is still on sale. Oh, yes. I need, speaking of Pete, I have this Pete concept in my head. Mm-hmm. And I've been meaning to take some time to, like, work on it. And work has been, like, yo-yo. Like, one second busy, then one second not. But I'm feeling like I can make this happen. Yeah. No rush. Pete's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's <laughs> not till this, this season's over. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, enjoy your guys' this week. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.